back to the Comedy Mom podcast. I am Katie Ipok, your Comedy Mom, and I have been gone forever. <laughs> and I'm kind of back. So, uh, yeah, summer was distracting. <laughs> and it kind of tanked my ability to talk to you guys. So, honestly, I hope you missed me. I hope you're stoked I'm back. Um, and we will see if I stay back. Uh, those of you who have kind of um, followed along on my journey as a comedian and a producer, you know that that has kind of been in flux as of late. I'm producing a little less and performing a little more, uh, doing more 45 minutes, doing more closing sets. It's really exciting. It's a lot of fun. Um, but my kiddo is back in school. And so all the parents rejoice, right? For the most part, I know there's nerves about it, but we won't get into that. Um, and I had a couple interviews that I recorded, I believe, in June or July um, that I never got out. And so I want to get those out to you guys because the conversations were amazing. And the first one is with Tony Meyer, comedian out of Salem. You might know him from the... Um, gosh damn sketch show or the strange together podcast that he does with the amazing uh caleb marie um stand-up comedian improviser all around great guy i had a chance to interview sit down well you know via zoom sit down with him and kind of have a chat about his start in stand-up and his journey and you know the conversation kind of started because he was literally thinking about Thinking past the five from the last episode I recorded. So we had a good chat about that. So I hope you enjoy. Um, and as always, uh, you can email me, comedymompodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we are on, we, I, I'm on social media. If you found this podcast, you know how to find me. And please reach out to me. Let me know if there's something I should talk about, if I should even keep this podcast going. Um, I just want to hear from you comment on the post. Uh, I would love to hear like if there, especially if there's like a specific struggle that you're dealing with in comedy right now, and maybe it's something you and I can talk about on the podcast or, you know, something that I might have advice about. Um, either way, uh, I hope you enjoy the interview. Welcome to another episode of the Comedy Mom Podcast. I am Katie Ipok, your Comedy Mom. And today I am talking with Tony Meyer. Tony, how are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me, Katie. Uh, so tell people a little about yourself. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I'm a comedian. I, um, I am a comedian. I, I've done improv, uh, stand-up, sketch comedy, uh, a little bit of everything. I started off, off as an improviser. Um, for Capital City Theater in Salem, Oregon, and um, and that kind of got me onto the the stand up train, so to speak, and and kind of thinking that way. And um, so I've been I've been doing improv for four years and stand up for three, but one of them was a COVID year. So you know, some people count it and some people don't <laughs> count the COVID year. So I, I, it's probably like two real stand-up years. Did you jump on into any of the Zoom shows? Yeah, you know, I, um, I think 
I think I did one Zoom show and and I've done like a handful of Zoom mics, but oh my gosh, it's it's it was painful. I I have I have a couple jokes about it, you know. Uh Zoom is just it's just not the same. I don't know, there's something about like the art of stand up and and interacting and experiencing that real moment with people and the live audience and it just falls flat with zoom for me it's just you know that the energy isn't there and so as fun as it is hearing people's jokes and getting to tell your jokes it's um yeah it just feels it feels like a different thing altogether strangely enough yeah no i i definitely understand i enjoy zoom open mics for like testing out something brand new yeah but it's definitely not as rewarding absolutely yeah i think you're you're 100 right about that it's like um it's a good tool right because you can i mean you could go to a um you could go to a zoom mic you know go to a zoom mic in japan or or in europe and any time of the night you could wake up in the middle of the night and then get on your computer and start doing stand-up that is freaking cool um you know so you get to try it out on all types of different people all types of different audiences which i think is is really awesome i think it's a great tool um probably one i should utilize more but um yeah i think but when it comes down to it stand up is its own beast you, you know Absolutely. live stand up yeah right which i had a chance to meet you a couple weeks ago um, yeah. We were both at an open mic in where were we? We were in Kaiser, Kaiser, Thank Oregon. You. I was like, I know yeah. it wasn't Salem. I know I shouldn't call it Salem, but yeah, I'm they're over sensitive here. about that. <laughs> I'm over here yeah. on the other side of mountains. Everything's Portland to me. Like I don't. <laughs> yeah, you're like I was. Yeah, exactly. I was over there. Um, yeah, we were. So Kaiser, I was excited. Um, you know, when the when you see a open mic list and then you see everybody's name, I was like. I finally get to meet Katie Ipoch. That's awesome. You know, I've, you know, I've known you online. And so I think that's the one positive, one of the silver linings of, of the whole pandemic is, you know, everyone kind of went, went online and um, there was networking there. And so I got to know like a lot more comedians outside of my area. Um, and so, yeah, it was, it, but yeah, it was exciting to see your name. I was like, Oh, that's awesome. You know, you get excited when, when people come to town, you know? Uh, so yeah, it was, it was a, a delight to meet you. It was Absolutely. cool. Yeah. So uh, speaking of open mics, what was your very first stand up open mic? Like my very first stand up open mic, it was, um, it was at Capital city theater, um, in Salem, Oregon here. And, um, it's actually, going through a uh, transition throughout the pandemic, it's going to be infinity room. Um, but at the time it was capital city theater and every, every week, I think it was on Thursday at that time, every Thursday they would have a, like a, we were lucky. We have, we had a good audience every week for an open mic. Um, and so I wasn't doing my first open mic in like a, a, a bar or, um, you know, just kind of, you know, to like, three people you know three people the back of their heads or something you know because those open mics can always be interesting 
but there was actual, yeah, an actual crowd that showed up every week. And, um, and I had been wanting to do it for a really long time. It's always something I wanted to do. I just, I, um, I felt I, I, I started doing improv comedy and I'm kind of always been like a team player, so to speak, you know, I work well with other people and I interact well with other people. And so finally I got enough like comfort on stage to, to give it a try. And, um, and you know, it's just one of those things where you have all these thoughts about how it's going to be leading up to it. And you, you relive them. You try to relive the moment in your head before you ever even get on stage and do stand up, and it's and then it's completely different than than you ever think it's going to be. Um, I know, I yeah, I just you know, I think the um, the silence when you know the sign you have to get used to the silence. So the first time I was up there doing stand up by myself, just holding the microphone, you know, people are really listening, and that's a good sign. That's a good sign. But when you're not used to the silence, it kind of like it's it makes your skin crawl almost, you know. And so I remember that feeling. Um, and but then also the the rush of of getting getting a laugh off of that first joke, everything like that. And I I had felt it before with improv. Um, and, you know, it's an addicting feeling. It's it's amazing. But, you know, with stand up, it's it's you get all the credit, all the blame and everything. It's all you. And so there's a different element to it for sure. But yes, I just remember my first open mic being um, there and I was very um, lucky as well because I was part of like a very supportive, like comedy community already, so to speak. They're like, I, I, you know, I was from the nerdier side, the improv side. I don't know if that's, that's kind of the way I see it. It feels like, you know, like sometimes stand up comedians look at improv as like a little bit nerdier. Do you, are, do you feel that way? Yeah, there does seem to be this, I want to say friendly tension between like improv and stand up. Um, yeah. I, I never got into improv that much. I was able to take a level one class and joined a troupe for a little bit. Um, but I am curious if you feel like, your experience with improv helped you in the beginning stages of stand-up? Um, you know, I think it, it helped me just in the way that it got me involved with the community, uh, the comedy community here in Salem. And um, yeah, I think I, I got over that initial hump of, of getting up on stage. Um, and I think that like, just being on stage in front of people that that initial uncomfortable feeling um i was already over that and then it was just a matter of of um telling jokes that I've, i had actually written down and prepared material that i actually really cared about um it, it felt strange you know it, it was it's so much harder for me i feel like it's not as natural for me but um it's a lot more fun i think I have fun with both, I should say. Right. Like they're it's different kinds of fun, but they're mm -hmm. both so much fun. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And um I think now now that I've been doing stand up for a couple years, 
I'm finally using some of my my improv skills more because I'm actually getting more comfortable with the material, the the uh, the things I'm trying to say, the points that I'm trying to get across. And so once you're more comfortable with your material, then you can kind of get comfortable enough to to improvise, get up on stage and kind of um, feel in the moment what's going to happen, you know, interact with people. Um, cause you know, even, even when, even when you're, you're not, uh, doing crowd work, you're still interacting with the crowd. You're still making eye contact. Somebody makes a face, you know, if somebody is upset by something or if they're disgusted by something, um, it, you know, it, you got to go with that. I feel like you have to go with that. I think that's the best parts of stand up. It's, it's that live you never know what's going to quite happen, you know, when you tell this joke. Um, and so, yeah, now that now that I'm a couple years in, I'm using this my my improv chops, so to speak, a little a little more than than I ever have, which is it's exciting for sure. Absolutely. So, of course, you commented on the Instagram about the you know the episode I did last week about thinking beyond your five and how you're you're kind of thinking about that right now. Uh, what is it like to go from thinking about just like open mic five minutes to like starting to think about longer sets? What does that felt like? Yeah, I, um, I, I loved the episode by the way. I, it was, it was short and sweet, you know, like, but I was like, there's a lot of information packed in, into it. And, um, yeah, I, I totally agreed with everything you were saying on there. I think that, you know, for the first, you know, year or two, um, I was just, so, the only thing I was doing was open mics, you know, I was in just an open micer. And, um, so yeah, I think that you just focused on, uh, writing new material, trying something new every time. Um, you can, you can, you know, sandwich with sandwich it with like jokes that you're more comfortable with over time everything like that. And then now ext extending past five minutes and doing more time, it's like, uh, it, it really tests your like writing ability because you have all of these pieces and now how are you going to link them together? And the thing that, that you said that I thought was like super helpful was, um, those, those bigger themes. What's, what's the bit overall theme that you're trying to, trying to tell. And, um, and then once you once you think about it that way, then those transitions become a little bit easier because, you know, it's all one flow. It's all one thing. I mean, if it happens the, the way you want it to. Right. Uh, yeah. And so the momentum was is with you and everything like that. And so I, I really uh, I, I thought that was a really great way of thinking about it is just trying to uh, have overall themes that you're working with. And then even though um all these pieces might seem random because you've been writing them for different open mics throughout like a year throughout two years uh they all connect in in a certain way you just have to find those connections um because they're all coming from your point of view and and a lot of times you have like a a theme that you're thinking um and so yeah i think that it just helps you with your writing trying to find those transitions and trying to find those themes that you're 
you're you're trying to get across oh and i i agree and i think it it makes it easier to plug and play a set too if you know if the majority of your material is kind of on the same theme you know like one of my big themes is body positivity and it's all different like four minute chunks and i can rearrange them however i want but i don't really even have to write transitions right kind of a part of the same thing exactly yeah that that's totally yeah so where are you at in terms of set length I am, I'm about like 15, 20 minutes. Um, so like, I think I did closer to 20 minutes in Eugene this past weekend and we showed up and the, the stage was a boxing ring. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, this is going to be fun. Uh, this is, yeah. Like I didn't, I checked off a box on my bucket list that I didn't even know I had, you know, like <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. Like this is, yeah. Um, no, but and so yeah, I think I'm a I'm I'm like I'm striving for like getting 20 minutes and getting comfortable there. Um and so yeah, that's that's pretty much where I'm at and and it yeah, it's interesting gathering all the the material that you've you've worked on at different like almost different phases of your comedy journey. And then you go back to a bit and you're like, "Oh, like I can rework this now." And, you know, I like even six months down the road, you feel more comfortable on stage, everything like that. I can rework this and and I can fit it into my theme that I'm, you know, just uh, that I'm working on. And so uh, it's it's really interesting to look back at your old sets and um, try to add that into the into your your longer sets. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. looking over your material is there any anything you noticed that was a real indicator of growth for you as you were looking back through your old sets oh you know i think that um i think it's just the a matter of like me getting more excited about the things i'm talking about on stage the things i'm talking about feel more important to me uh they feel like um, they're just better written jokes in general. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm more excited to tell this joke because I'm more proud of it. Um, and so, yeah, I think that, um, getting, uh, more of myself out there, you know, being more like open and truthful about who I really am. Uh, because at the beginning, I'm just trying to, to write, whatever i think might be funny whatever might stick and i you know you're trying to figure it out uh but you know as you as you move along it feels like you're really trying to paint a picture to the audience of who you really are and you're trying to uh uh yeah um share share a part of yourself right and i feel like audiences are really responding to that now um and maybe even more so than they might have five years ago. I know, you know, when Hannah Gatsby's Netflix specials started hitting, you you heard a lot of kind of old school comics saying that, you know, that's not stand up. But it's almost like audiences want us to rip open our chest now. And like they want to laugh at our deep seated pain, which <laughs> might make us masochists. But like it's that that vulnerability and that authenticity that I think audiences are craving. Oh, absolutely. 
Absolutely. I think like, especially like, uh, yeah, just a smarter stand-up audience is going to feel when you're being super authentic and, and yourself and you're telling, yeah, a deep seated truth. And if you can find the humor in that, I think that's, that's so much like deeper of, uh, a meaning and it, there's so much more there, you know what I mean? Because it's not only funny, but it's, it means something you're making a point you're telling the audience who you are everything like that and that's something i'm i'm still you know still working on because i'm um you know my my girlfriend kayla she's she's also a stand up and she's so good at um being vulnerable and sharing sharing stuff like that and so you know i've been trying to take notes i'm like okay like you can kind of uh, put yourself out there more. And it means a lot. It means a lot to the audience because it's a, it's a connection. And then, um, with that connection, it feels like, you know, uh, more laughs, more humor, more fun, you know, everything like that and more meaning to everything. Absolutely. Uh, I totally agree. And I, there's, you know, the, the laughter is rewarding. The punchlines are rewarding, but it's when you get somebody after a show that comes up and says, you know, I've struggled with the same thing you've struggled with and you made me feel better. Like that kind of shining bright lights into dark corners is, is part of that underlying thing we give back. That, yeah. You know, and I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm the queen of dick jokes. I love a good dick joke, but like, there's something about actually helping somebody feel like their burden isn't as heavy as it was when they walked in. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, to, you know, to everyone, I think that's something different. Be So like dick jokes can be the, can take off the burden for a lot of people. Like, yeah. you know, like that, you know, that, that really helped me not think about things and everything like that. And so I think having that balance of, of fun and, and, um, but also, sharing some of your more authentic true self is is something i strive to do anyway you know i think everyone like any art form uh, i think of stand-up as an art form that's like an argument that people have as well uh you know they're like yes is stand-up an art i don't think so it's it's you know i think it is you know i think that you can you can do it so many different ways uh you can uh, like we're, what, like what we're talking about, you can be more authentic, or you can you can just try to write the best jokes and the best material, the best dick joke you can, the Picasso of dick jokes, or whatever you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> whatever you want to be, you know. But um, so there's so many different ways to do it, and I think that's the that's the beauty in it as well. Absolutely. So, what advice would you have for somebody who's just starting out there? in comedy like their first year Ooh, um I, you know it's just it, repetition i'd say um i'd say yeah just just try to get up there i'd say like obviously writing is important but i think when you're first starting out i'd, I'd say just getting on stage is the most important way like above writing or anything just getting on stage and um when you're trying to tell somebody something funny it's like you're you're trying to tell your friends a funny 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 joke you're always just trying to get across what you found funny the humor in it don't over complicate it don't you know 
write so much material, spend so much time on a joke that you're like clutching the notes when you're up there because the audience is going to feel that. Uh, it's better if you just go up there and and tell them what's on your mind and um, and, you know, don't let the silence bother you. <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> it's it's just they're they're listening and and it's all part of it. And. Uh, yeah, good and bad, it's going to happen uh, just just as long as it happens, just keep right. on making it happen, you know, absolutely. So how can people, uh, well, basically, how can people stalk you? Where can they find you? Ooh. Um, yeah, you can find me, uh, let's see, on Instagram. I like to do the Instagram. Everyone kind of has their own social media preference. Um, I like Instagram, and my Instagram is Talking with Tony. And then I, um, I got, I have Facebook. You can find me on Facebook, Tony Meyer. Um, I tried to do Twitter for a while, but it felt like I was just kind of talking to a void. Um, I, 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 <laughs> last time I checked, I had uh, 69 followers. Nice. Nice. But <laughs> yeah, so I don't, I don't, I think my job is done there. Uh, but I'm Tony Baloney uh, there if you, if you want to read some nonsense I wrote. Um, and yeah, and I do uh, my sketch comedy is gosh damn sketch show and also i have a podcast with my girlfriend uh, amazing comedian kayla marie and we do uh, strange together as our podcast and so we've been working on that that's a fun little project we've been doing and yeah and then um you know i live in salem and so shows are coming back i try to travel around i try to get up to portland as much as possible uh, and I hope to be traveling around the state. Um, I, you know, I've never been to Bend ever. And so, uh, like. Maybe that uh, should get fixed. Yes, that sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but even on vacation and so, like, I've never, I've never visited. And I always hear from people like, oh, you got to see, you got to see Bend. And uh, I'm sure you're almost like sick of hearing that, like, where everyone's like, what what you said it in a certain way when I met you, you're like, we're we're Oregon's playground. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. <laughs> everyone right. just goes over there and no, but I was FaceTiming with Kayla when she was over there and I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my gosh, there's like like paintings in the background of mountains. It's like it's amazing. There's there's like a waterfall in the you know, I'm like, where where you're in Ben's? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I need, yeah. So I, yeah, it's, it's incredible. Um, so yeah, I'm going to try to be traveling around as much as possible. Um, getting around for comedy and yeah, but Salem, Oregon is where I'm based. Fantastic. Well, Tony, thank you so much for coming on. It was really yeah. great to chat with you. Um, and I will put all of that info in the show notes for people so they can link up with you. Awesome. Uh, but thank you so much. Thank you, Katie. You're awesome. Oh, thank, thank you so you. much.